Welcome to the Church Matters Podcast, where we talk about topics related to the church in a way that honors the church. Thank you for joining the discussion. Today on the show, I want to jump in and tell you three lessons that I'm learning in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, there are a lot of lessons that I'm really learning, but I wanted to condense them and abbreviate them so that you would have the opportunity to listen in and uh, reflect on them as well. So three lessons that I'm learning right now. The first has to do with spiritual openness. Um, One of the blessings in disguise, one of the blessings uh, as a result of going through this crisis is that there is a spiritual openness right now that many people are displaying in a variety of different ways. But I think because of the disruption that none of us really have a normal week right now, whether we're sheltered at home, and we're doing the e-learning thing and figuring out new rhythms and new routines at home or whether you're an essential worker and you're having to kind of travel out into the unknown and uh, face the challenges of being exposed to the virus and um, doing your work with limited resources and uh, limited capabilities. I think the disruption then is causing everybody to really consider the big issues in life. And um, that's a good thing. I want to say that's a good thing that's happening, that people are becoming spiritually open. And it does show up in a variety of different ways. So one of the things I've noticed is that uh, believers are reevaluating some of these bigger issues in life. Um, there, there's this kind of, I, what I perceive is happening right now is there are people who prior to the last few weeks were only marginally committed to Christ. But given the circumstances, I think everyone is kind of reflecting on what are the significant priorities in life. And um, that means that people who are maybe only nominally or marginally committed to Christ now are kind of moving toward a greater a greater commitment to him, a a willingness to allow for their faith in him to really shape and inform everything about their lives. And and that's a good thing. So I think Christians are being fortified in their convictions, they're growing in their commitment to Christ, and, um, and I consider that to be a good thing. I've also noticed that unbelievers are open in this moment, they're open to having spiritual conversations. We're finding people tuning into our live stream church services and prayer events and Bible studies, and we're finding people on there who, prior to COVID-19, it would be very unlikely that they would wander into our church. And, you know, I know this is anecdotal, but it just seems to me that right now in this moment, there's a spiritual openness that many people are willing to consider Christianity and and maybe prior to this moment they they would have kind of been dismissive of it but now at least they are willing to listen in does Christianity does Christianity have anything helpful to say and um, that's a good thing that spiritual openness is a good thing and we've seen um, people who weren't Christians prior to this tuning into our church services hearing the gospel message and even people making um, decisions to surrender their lives to Christ. And so that that really is a beautiful thing. And hopefully, you know, as we reflect on 
the challenges of the crisis, hopefully we can grab on to this grace of God in the midst of it, that there is a spiritual openness um, in the hearts of many people, and therefore people are moving toward God in this season. So I hope you'll join me in praying along those lines. I hope that we will pray that this could be a season of revival, um, that God could leverage the experience that we're going through in a way that would result in people committing their lives to Christ and living for Him and His glory. A second lesson that I'm learning in the midst of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic has to do with the essentials of the church. And um, <clears throat> I know I'm not the only one having these conversations, but it feels to me that right now, uh, given the circumstances, churches are really having to evaluate how they've done ministry to this point and how they intend to do ministry looking ahead. And um, this probably isn't just going to be a quick reset back to normal kind of thing. Uh, in many cases, I believe that church leaders and um, you know the ministry leader teams are, are really having to think through what are the priorities and what are the priorities right now in this moment that we can offer to people and then I think that's going to have a carryover well beyond uh, the shelter in place executive orders so I think that churches are having to grapple with and wrestle with what are the things that truly matter to us and the longer that this goes on, I think that, that those essentials are going to kind of rise to the surface, that there's going to be greater clarity about what they are. And those things are going to galvanize as the things that we have to do, um, the essential things, the priorities that we as a church will never turn away from. Um, I'm so grateful that at our church, in our experience, some of those were already very much in place. Um, two that feel like they uh, for sure are very helpful to people right now and seem to be um, the thing that I, that I imagine will endure well beyond a crisis. Um, and, and I take these from scripture, but it's the priority of the ministry of prayer and the ministry of the word. In Acts chapter 6, there was a situation where um, the apostles were having to make some ministry decisions and some opportunities were coming up, really, really incredible opportunities. And in the midst of this kind of leadership crisis, they had to decide what they were going to focus their energy and their attention on. And they said that they were going to delegate other important, significant ministry to capable leaders so that they could focus on these two things, the ministry of the word and prayer. And so that, those have been features of um, my philosophy of ministry for a long, long time. And so that, that shouldn't feel surprising to anyone. That's not a new or novel thing for us, but it certainly is being galvanized in this moment. The things that seem to be helping people right now are the, are the ministry of prayer. You know, as Ellie's leading our team in, in uh, worship and prayer nights, and we've kind of created a lot of different opportunities for people to participate in prayer, um, and we're praying over uh, individuals from our church, and we're praying over the nation, and over the world, and over uh, the circumstances that we're going through, that ministry of prayer 
has been incredibly helpful. And then the ministry of the Word, the ministry of the Word, where we open up God's Bible and we allow for His voice to speak. And um, over the last handful of weeks, that has been the thing that has been steadying us through this uh, pandemic. We are listening in to God, and now there's a there's an attentiveness too, you know, that maybe before we didn't listen as attentively, but given the circumstances, everyone's kind of leaning in going, what does God have to say? And, um, and that ministry of the word, I think, is a really helpful thing. So those two for sure are coming to the surface as issues of um, priority. Th those are essentials. Those are non-negotiables that uh, we've put in place. They've um, been proven to be effective in this moment, and they will carry on for forever. They, they, they won't become uh, ir irrelevant, you know. They're going to be a part of what we do uh, well after this thing is in the rearview mirror. Um, so that's a good thing, you know. I think that when the church has the ability to clarify what really matters, uh, that is a good and beautiful thing. Now, obviously, there are things that I feel are essential that we're, we're struggling with right now, because they're inaccessible. For instance, part of the, the um, experience of church is community. God calls a people, not just individuals, but he calls a people and he's shaping and molding them uh, into his place of spiritual residence. He's building a temple and his glory is going to reside within that temple. Um, and this is language from, you know, 1 Peter 2 verses 9 and 10 and, and other places as well. Uh, but God is building a people, and so in this moment, there are essential aspects of the church that are inaccessible. But um, I guess what I'm saying is, at least some of those essential things are becoming crystal clear in this moment, and for that, I'm grateful. Now, here's the third one, and um, it feels important to, to bring this up. Um, the first two were kind of positives, but this one has the potential to be a negative. The third lesson that I'm learning is that in the midst of this crisis, we have an opportunity to either pursue life in the spirit or life in the flesh. What I'm noticing as this drags on, I'm noticing that one of the places of weakness, one of the places of threat, is that Christians are growing weary. And instead of displaying the fruit of the Spirit, instead of praying that God would fill them with more of Himself and that they would display aspects of His character, we're actually kind of devolving into these fleshly, um, brutal people. Here's what I'm here's what I'm getting at. We are, I'm, you know, I'm hearing a lot of language that is critical. Um, there's a lot of um, politicizing of how things are being handled, how leaders are making decisions, uh, what the future holds, and, and, and instead of having a tone of Christ-likeness, I hear a critical, embittered spirit. And I'm bringing this up to, to simply suggest that as we navigate this, let's be sure that we, of all people, are displaying a Christ-likeness in the way that we interpret the events going on and in the way that we talk about them. And let's not allow the 
flesh to be given um, permission to just be on display in the way that we post on social media or the way that we talk about these things with family and friends. Let's have a gentleness, a Christ-likeness, um, a patience and an understanding. Um, let's have a prayerful spirit about the way that we um, think about government leaders and officials and um, you know people from the, the uh, health industry that are having to make suggestions to leaders. Um, let's have a Let's have an understanding spirit about us. Let's behave Christianly uh, in the way that we process and evaluate the events of our day. Um, this third lesson really has to do with um, how we respond in this moment and the effect that that will have on other people and on the interpretation of this experience. I hope that we can offer a Christian uh, interpretation of these events. We're praying for our leaders, we're gentle, we're compassionate, we're understanding, we're caring, and, uh, and, and, and therefore people are being drawn to our Savior because of the beauty of the Christ-likeness on display in us. So three lessons. Spiritual openness is um, something that I'm excited about right now, that I'm noticing is a significant reality. The essentials of the church are kind of coming to the surface. And finally, we have an opportunity to display Christ-likeness in the midst of a very hard circumstance. And I hope that we are willing to rise to that occasion. So thanks for tuning, tuning in today. Um, come back again soon. I'm going to continue to release fresh content. So I hope to see you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening in. Please like and subscribe to this podcast in order to receive notifications for upcoming episodes. If you've benefited from listening, we'd appreciate you taking a moment to rate and review the podcast. We'd also love it if you shared this with a friend. Until next time, may the manifold wisdom of God be made known through the church.